All right, welcome back for another awesome episode of Naked Sunday. I'm your host, Caleb Lev Nelson. I'm here with my bro, Jay. We're ready to crush things today. We're talking about the redemption cycle, the redemption circuit, if you will, because I know I sure as hell feel like I'm on a on a kick, like reconnecting with people all throughout, you know, before, actually, I mean, you're kind of like the start of the, the series before, um, before COVID hit. You are the big, you are the core of Redemption Circuit. <laughs> when I think of Redemption Circuit, I think of like a musician going on tour. It more or less has felt like that. I feel like every week or two, I'm I reach a new my life where it's like, okay, there's a new person that not necessarily bad or good, like there was just a gap or a separation in our interactions together. I mean, somebody, yeah. but. Well, and it also makes sense that it's happening in these times where you have time to reflect, you're sitting at your computer, it's super easy to get in contact with anyone. Yeah, I mean, the convenience of it is almost the the most interesting part about it because a lot of like the buildup in your head about everything like all the excuses other than just like sending a text text message to somebody it's like it's actually really easy to actually make the reconnection it's not like we're in like ancient times where you'd have to send something by like carrier pigeon and you never know if like the reconnection <laughs> attempt is gonna happen <laughs> yeah i mean you don't know if they even got the letter right or whatever so that's interesting to think about yeah if you if you uh, wronged somebody in the 1800s the opportunity to reconnect was was not what it is today but this day and age i think that also lends itself to the reaching out to the wrong people too quickly or someone that's you know you, you know the idea of like reaching out to an ex and you know it's so easy and that's where people the same positive can be spun into a negative right that's funny you say that reaching out to an ex that's how <laughs> yeah i guess that could, that could happen really easy right the drunk dials from people yeah. right you I mean at least for a short period of time maybe phone when it was phone only you can dial and then if they don't pick up they no harm no foul they don't know right. you know then it became your cell phone so like when i was in college it was only phone calls but you could be drunk and you have this phone near you and it's like, well, may as well call so-and-so. But, but at that point they knew you called because there was caller ID where now it's as simple as shooting a text or going on someone's social media account. So it's, it's, it's getting easier and easier to make a bad mistake there. Yeah. They've got a, I feel like there are apps out there right now specifically for people who like drunk dial too much and say like, well, there's the blocks. Yeah. Are there? I I mean, obviously I've never used it, but I know I've seen apps. I want to say I've heard of them or maybe it was a joke on a show I watched, but basically you turn on like a, like when you go out on a Saturday night and it doesn't allow you to text like a handful (laughs) of people. I think it's a brilliant move. I've never had that problem. Like I never, I'm not one for really like messaging in general. So like if somebody gets a, me- a text from me or like I have me, I can maintain maybe like five conversations with people at a time, like at a given time in my life. But otherwise everything else is very like quick and transactional. I'm not just 
I do not just these long sagas that people have going on with text conversation blows my mind. I that's never been me. And I'm never somebody to randomly text somebody at like 10 o'clock at night. That just never was my, never was my style. Now, I don't know if that's you. Do you spend a lot of time with your text? I, I try to limit it. I mean, it's the same eight to 10 people that I'm primarily texting. One, I will once in a while reach out to someone and just be like, hey, thinking about you, haven't spoken to you, to, like a friend, for sure. I'll tell you what I did the other day, actually, me trying to be more connected. I, on my other podcast, I had a guy on that owns Willie B CrossFit in Brooklyn. Mm. So he owns five affiliates and he is also a part of a company called 10,000 that makes like, you know, an activewear company. And we connected really well, like Jewish guy from New York, like we're all the same. And, <laughs> and he, uh, he sent me this like huge care package of, of stuff after like hundreds of dollars worth of gear. Wow. I got in, so this must've been Thursday. Cause I got in late from coaching and, and immediately I called him. You know, and I don't know him. I've never spoken to him on the phone other than the podcast, of course. So point being, it would have been easy to shoot him a text, but I was like genuinely appreciative of what he did. And I was like, I felt better. I could tell in his voice, he appreciated it. You know, we made a couple of jokes and, you know, and I think those are the types of things that are happening less and less these days because it's so convenient to text. I agree. The picking up the phone and calling is a powerful thing. And I, I'm one of, you probably see the extent of my texts with you. Like it's quickly to, I'm just going to call you instead. Yeah. And it, I, I believe the, the closer you are with someone, the easier it is to call because they're, you don't feel that obligation. Like I can be like, I gotta go dude. Like, and no one's offended by it. Right. You know? And I think, I think for me, there's been a lot of times in the past where I haven't called people because more so because you have that feeling of, oh, this is going to be an hour, two hours, et cetera, right? Where, like, I want to say hi to you, but I, that's it. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, no different than I bumped into you in the street. We wouldn't talk for four hours. You know, we'd catch up real quick. Fair enough. All this leads ourselves into the actual conversation of Redemption Circuit. And uh, I think, did I come up with that name the other day? Or did you, when we were talking on the phone? It might've been me. I think it was, I think it was me. Cause I was just, I've reconnected with, I had two dinners, lunch and a dinner with some, with two people I haven't talked to. It. One of them I hadn't talked to in almost a year. Another one was a, we were former business partners as well. Um, and I had just referred a bunch of people to him. Like we just haven't, I've lit. Uh, for me, actually, one of the things I noticed because I went out to dinner with him last night was I didn't realize like how like not what are, what are we eight nine months I don't even know how long we are into COVID right now I have not talked to so many people and I didn't even realize like in a blink of the eye like the the year's almost over and I was like I haven't literally not talked to you since you know maybe a text or two between like throughout the entire COVID thing. So I was like, okay, I'm just, I don't know what it is. I've just been in a action cycle with people. A couple, you know. Well, I think COVID definitely separated the acquaintances from the people you want to talk to. I could see that, yeah. Right, you know, the people you bump into at the gym every day or the people you, 
you know, seeing the places that shut down, you know, where you, now I have to actually want to make an effort to reach out to you versus I'll see you. I see Caleb three days a week at five o'clock at, at the box or wherever it was. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's interesting to, to, to see that, right. That it forces you to really consider who you want to talk to. I mean, I do that all the time in general. I don't know if you're the same, but you know, periodically I just go through, I just really do an inventory on everybody and all and any, anybody and everybody and everything in my life. And I'll just look at, it, I'll be like, eh, let's see what, let's see who passes the test right now. And I know it sounds a little bit dickish, but it's like when I think about the time that I want to invest, you know, obviously being married and, you know, I have a couple of really strong friends and they're like with business, like attention is valuable. My, where my attention goes. And I know for you, the same thing It's like where your attention is at any given moment, it's like, it's valuable time. And if I'm definitely at a place in my life, I'd rather go deeper with the relationship I have than just broad and wide and acquaintances, you know, for business and things like that. Like I like to build good relationships, but you know, it doesn't need to be, um, it doesn't need to be everything all like the end all be all for every single person. Cause it's just not simple. I finally started to realize like that's just simply not possible. Probably a big reason why I've had a few fallouts in my day, just because I didn't know how to manage, <laughs> manage the, uh, the depth of each relationship to well, let them be where they're at. And I think you could separate because everyone listening can go on their own little redemption tour. Right. right. And, and you could basically separate them into two categories. One, like uh, the people that were, you know, something happened, the relationship was strained and there's animosity there, et cetera. And then there's kind of a little tour of like, Hey, are, you know, we just kind of fell off. And those are fun ones too, because those are ones where sometimes you just pick up right where you left off. Yeah. Those are the, I mean, those are the, the easy ones, right? Because you just pick up, you know, I mean, there's always a little bit of tension. Like I haven't seen you in a while. Was it for like a bad reason? You never, yeah. it was like, did something happen that I just didn't pick up on? Racking your brain. Like, did I offend you at one point? There's like a couple situations right now where I'm not like, I'm not, I'm, it's not, I'm not welcome in certain places. And I have actually no idea what I did. And I'm like, that's where I'm actually just like curious at this point. I don't care enough to like go down the rabbit hole with it. But yeah, it's one of those situations like I haven't talked to somebody in, you know, a year or two or three, however long it's been. And you're just like, wait, was that because we, did I say something, you know, and I know from having been in a position of like, well, we'll call it power or leadership in, in business and whatnot, especially a lot of those times, you know, you never know what other people think about how things end or how things go, or when you say something, I'm sure you've dealt with a lot of that. Having been in the similar position as I have with that. Yeah, you just, you know, I think part of it is if the relationship wasn't deep to begin with, the, the faster it goes away. Right? If you have a really strong connection with another human being and, and you talk regularly, purposefully, it's, it's less likely you're just going to stop talking. And if you do, it's less likely that there will be tension or awkwardness there versus, you know, especially as a business owner where you come into contact with 50 or a hundred people a day, most of those relationships are just in really, they're just acquaintances. Right. Sometimes what I think I realize is that 
people sometimes thought that they were closer to me than, and perhaps I gave that impression. That's, that's, it's a hard I, one. I think that's probably both of our skill sets. Yeah. It's a gift and a curse because. What's your biggest, what's your biggest uh, downfall? I care too much. True. It's true. I do. I care very deeply. And I think, I don't know if I learned this skill from you or I sharpened this skill with you, but like, as soon as it's done, like I'm cutting it out. Like as soon as like I've shifted focus, boom, I'm done. Like that's, I, I mean, I, I consciously go back and like think about stuff at, at times of things, but like if I'm dead set, I'm going to move on. Boom. Like cut it out. And it, I can make what I've learned is that from being told is that I can make people feel like really close for one second. Cause I genuinely care. And I want to get all the way to the deep, dark, nitty gritty, all those other things. But like a second later, as soon as like I'm disengaged, I'm like all the way back out. I've probably put my wife through that like numerous times where I was like, I'm, I'm in right now, but now I'm pissed. And like, now I'm done. You know, I think, I mean, I definitely think that is something I was guilty of in the past. And I think that's something I've, I've worked hard on improving, which is communication. And I think really, if you, if you stop and think where that comes from, it's just childish, right? Like I'm not getting my way. I'm not talking to you. Right. And that's really what it is. And I'm not pointing the fingers at you. I'm saying, I, I'm I mean, yeah, you remember plenty of relationships I was in where it's like, I'm not talking to her right now. And it's like three weeks later, <laughs> you know, and you're like, in your mind, you have the only possible solution to the way you start talking again. Like she has to reach out and she has to say this. And at that point, I'll still not talk to her, but just come back one more time. Like, it's like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's immature. Like, just like yes. communicate. As soon as you say it out loud, you just, you know, you sound like we all, as anybody says it about themselves, they're like, wow, I feel like I sound like an idiot, like a child, like a baby, you know? And I've been worked through, I mean, again, a lot of my own issues. Um, yeah, worked, what would you say to a child? You'd be like, use your words. Use it. <laughs> <laughs> pants on and go deal with it. Yeah. Something that I think has helped for me thinking about now, like, because, you know, doing a redemption, redemption circuit, which basically feels like I'm patching up a lot of things and I'm reconnecting with a lot of people at the same time. But why, what it's really helped me reflect on is the ability to build that closeness probably needs to take a little more time and there needed to be a couple more check boxes beforehand, as opposed to just like, here it is all right. Like, cause for a lot of people, it's like sipping from the fire hose and being like, no, that's just too much, too fast. And, you know, I've just probably turned a lot of people off beforehand. Ian and I talked a little bit about it when he was on the, the podcast the other day, like we'd be just hanging out in the, uh, in the lobby at our spot at our space when we had the, when we had the physical uh, gym, and we're talking to people like about like, so what's your passion project and what do you want to do with your life? And tell me your deepest, darkest secret and things like that. Just to be like, you know, because I'm just thinking like, well, how can I help you? Like, give me the tools to help you do something, you know? And of course it's not, we're not, we haven't built that relationship yet. Um, so something that, I, you know, Ian's one of those people who's actually a lot, it takes a lot longer. I've watched him. He, it takes a lot longer for him to let people in and, I struggled with that as watching that. I was like, Oh, but now I see on the other side, like there's, it takes a lot of work because especially if you like kind of value what you have as your own presence and what you, what you're bringing to the table, you'll let 
you know, you'll let the, the relationship take its course as it, as it needs to. And the what I started to see is like the relation, he allowed the relationship to mature along with both people maturing at the same time. Um, and again, that's something that I really struggled with, especially because, you know, you and I tend to be more like the markety salesy upfront person who's going to like, yeah, we got to talk about the thing. Let's build some connection. Like you, you want to come do the thing with us, come hang out with us. Like, let's do it. Right. And you want to, yeah, it's hard to bridge the gap of being like warm and friendly, but also like, here's my barriers at the same time. Right. Cause you're kind of, you're playing this, this, this kind of like this game at the same time. It's, it's very, very difficult to, to balance that act right there. Um, I definitely think when we were at the gym together, we would level jump friendships. Way too fast. And, and yeah, and I don't mean it. I don't think it's negative. I don't even, maybe I don't want to say it was level jumping. It was uncomfortable for the average person. Right. You and I would be willing to talk about anything and everything. And our expectation was, so should you. Yeah. Where, and, and honestly, I don't even know that those people didn't want to. They were probably just so caught off guard. Like, A, I don't ever talk about this stuff. Like, I don't have to talk about my feelings. And B, who are these two young kids asking me about my relationship, asking me about my job, my dreams? Right. Like, I don't, you know, so it was a combination of both. Like, so caught off guard, like, whoa, no one asks me that. And who are these two asking me that? That leads into another interesting reflection as I, you know, where I've, I've thought about people who have left or, you know, left my life and don't have necessarily the most favorable ending or something like that. And there's a lot of things like people will usually remember like how, how something ends as opposed to like all the great time before that. Right. Obviously part of our, my reflection with you and, you know, we had a sour ending there in the middle and, you know, here we are now part of like really going back and of course time kind of helps heal some of those things because I had to go through some of my own perspectives. Um, but to that effect, what you're saying is that because once I started to understand what exactly you're talking about, when you are willing to create such a closeness and such an openness that people are not used to, which on a broad scale, probably one of the most tragic things that I've learned over the years both when I was at Albany with you and then when I had my own spot was people like literally go around their entire day with nobody asking them how they're doing. Like even, even that subtle of a thing. And then if that relationship, which for our case, right, you were talking about level jumping people, it's not so much level jumping in a sense that like it was a client to practitioner, we'll call it relationship, but that has its own, it's a professional relationship at the same time. And that's a very difficult convoluted relationship to navigate, right? Let alone, you know, you and I were like, I was your employee for a while and we're still having friends. Probably one of my biggest flaws to this day was that I tried to be friends with all of my staff and it probably got too close, but it's like, that, that was just not my response. Like that's not what I should have done. Like they're not required to be my friend at the same time because that puts a whole new layer and construct into the relationship that is not necessarily okay for them right and i think i've told you this and my Murph of all people i think brought it up once and when you and i were having a tete-a-tete back in the albany days was like you know i never wanted to be in business alone because for one there's something really powerful about doing stuff together right i, I talk about you know all the time talk about you all the time like 
it's cool. Like, cool. I go, say we go build a business all by myself and make millions of dollars, but I'm fucking alone doing it. Like what, what is that? Like that, that never was attractive to me. Secondarily, I feel like you can do a lot more when you're a couple people, like two, three people who are really like set on doing something powerful for the world. Like so much more can be done from it. The third part is it's just fucking lonely. Like when you're the when you're the head honcho and you make all the decisions, people just don't have a glimpse behind the the window. And it's like, who the hell do you talk to? You can't go like bitch to your employees about your issues and things like that. So like, how do you? Like, it's hard to have hard to have friends, but especially if your entire life is wrapped up in your business. Or f- what friends do you have? Right, you try to go home and you talk to your significant other, but they don't have a concept because they're not in it with you. Right, the same way they don't they don't feel the same weight of running the business the same way you do the bringing in clients or clients leaving or anything like that. So it's, it's, uh, that's something that I've reflected on a lot in that setting. I set up relationships in a way that it was too close for what the relationship should have been with some of like the other factors in place, whether it was with a client or with a, a staff member or something like that, where it was too close in that direct regard but also realizing like they don't have that type of connection with somebody else outside of maybe me asking, how's your day? What do you really want for yourself? Nobody's asking that with that, with the, well, with like the genuine, like, I really just want to know so that I can help you get exactly what you want. And I think that's scary to people, especially if that, then that relationship then changes, whether a staff member has to leave or like a client has to leave because the other structures that are in place don't no longer fit their life. Right. Like whether they, didn't like that type of exercise in our scenario or like they just the the product no longer serves their needs like they've gotten all they needed out of it but that relationship now what is it right was it were we just friends because we talked at the gym like i don't know i I think that's was such a that's been a reflection as i've gone to repatch up some of these sometimes close sometimes not as close relationships from my past um that's really come together because i'm like i don't want to I don't want to do that again. It's not fun to having to like, especially a lot of times it's like me eating some humble pie and I really don't have, I hate admitting I'm wrong, but that's uh, it's part of the process. Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. And I think part of that is just navigating different people, understanding different things. You know, it's all, it's all part of it. Um, so tell me this, what, when you think about people and you think about, moderate minor fallouts what are some of the things that make you consider reaching out to them um the big thing for me lately has been a lot of it's like in my future whether it's a lot of stuff is the lead by example thing so if i'm gonna tell you know, if I'm advising my wife to do something or advising another friend to do something and I'm have fallen guilty of it and I haven't, I I hate the hate being a hypocrite. I fucking despise it because I'm like, that's you lying to yourself. And, um, you know, I, I feel my best and I feel my most free when I'm authentic and I'm real. And part of doing that is like owning up to it. So when I have that itch underneath my skin where it's like, wow, I, I just said that with like every single time I say something, especially when I say it like really, we'll call it confidently and like assuredly, 
there's always a moment where I like, I need to just backtrack and go think through all like my past behaviors. And like, was there ever a time that I violated that? Like, cause for some reason I came to that realization. Um, it was this, almost kind of like the same way I came about, like figuring out my values. I would have enough of experiences of like something I really didn't like. And I was like the opposite as that is the thing that I really, really care about. So for me a lot lately, it's been around that. It's just, I've sat so much with my thoughts and I've had, I've had more time to sit and just observe my surroundings. I've been able to, to, to listen a lot more to um, the language that other people use around me, whether it's my wife, whether it's my friends, whether it's my family, whether it's clients, I can just sit and I can take the time to just soak it in and, and really just simmer on it. Um, and that's been, it's brought a lot of revelations to light of like, wow, these are some things that you could have done a much better job on. Um, other things have just been like, not some things have just been more like faded. Like I just, Lexi has gone, um, she's been dropping it in a, a gym up the road where a lot of former clients are. And um, so now they're seeing her and um, they're all like, oh, how's Caleb? I miss this, that, and the other thing that she wanted me to drop in, whatever. So one of the people I had lunch with this week was one of those people. I haven't talked to them in ages. I've worked with him his, and the rest of his family, his sons and whatnot. And, um, you know, no, there was no ill will. There's nothing but love there, but it's just like, I haven't talked to you in a long time. So people are, have been, whatever, reaching out. Um, I think on a metaphysical level, and this is kind of like a, almost like a spiritual, like where I'm at in my life, it just feels like I'm in a better place where I'm more okay with who I am as a person that I'm okay with like admitting to my faults, owning up to it and truly sitting across. Somebody could just drop the heaviest shit on me and say like, you fucked up on this, this, and this, and this. And I could listen with open arms and empathy and um, take full accountability in the way that needs to be done. And I'm a better place to listen to that. It's kind of like the universe is responding in kind to that openness. Um, but that's just been because I've wanted to take the most, I've been wanting to take the most advantage of this opportunity in history where I've had a lot of change between like closing a physical space, moving, you know, my delivery method to a new where I've had to work on being a much better communicator to be able to deliver a high quality product and high quality service. And then I'm also at a time in my life where Lexi and I are looking a couple of years down the road, like we want to have kids and where do we want to live? You know, a lot of bigger things, like how do I want to live the rest of my life? And every time I start looking forward, I always go back first and look at my past and say like, is there anything that I need to patch up? That's me. That's my process. Cause every time that just, that just happens left and right. Um, for me all the time, I, I genuinely am one of the few people I know that actually carves out time to actually sit and think about what's going on in my life routinely. It's not just something that like, Oh, I have a spare few minutes. Like, and I'm just going to sit here on the couch and all of a sudden things start th think I'm just start thinking. I just put a lot of reflective material on around me. Like whether it's learning uh courses that i'm learning right now other type of educational platforms but most of the things i'm learning have to do with what do you want for yourself and, and life coaching and and things like that um stuff that i've already practiced but you know always like to sharpen the sword a little bit but every time you start going down one of these paths the, the same questions ask are, are, are asked of yourself like who are you what do you want for yourself um 
And how could you look at this from a different perspective? So of course you have to walk the path first so that you'd be able to help other people later on. So that's kind of where I'm at with all those things. Have you reached out to anybody that has been like, no, I don't want to. uh... I haven't had like a deliberate no, but I have had it kind of like it was a, I had asked to get together. I said I wanted to get together for dinner and that was not really um, acknowledged. But I think that that specific situation, there's a lot more dynamics at play that I need to, I need to put some more work in. And it makes sense. Like, why would just some random text out of nowhere be like, yeah, I'm just going to like, well, like open it up all for you all over again. It's like, well, or- that brings up the point, I think, for all of this as well. It's, you know, two, two sides to this. And whether it was during the fight, you know, two, there were two sides. And, and now just because you've gotten to the point in life where you're willing to forgive and move forward doesn't mean this other person is. And we can argue on the merits of that. I'm, I'm a big fan of it's a lot heavier to hold on to hate and to hold on to anger than it is to, even if, it's just a, hey, I, I, you know, all good. I'm busy. Um, you know, I have my close friends. I wish you nothing but the best type of thing, right? But you, you can't be entitled to other people healing at the same rate that you have. Right. I think that, and, go ahead. I was going to say, and, and just one thing on top of that is because it's also indicative of how the relationship ended, right? How many... You know, for example, if someone cheats on someone, it's probably a lot easier for the person that cheated to be like, hey, just forgive me. Well, you weren't hurt the same way. Right. Right. And then who, who knows, you know, there's a million different ways that a relationship can end, but it's just something to consider. But I think, and we've, done, we've touched upon this dozens of times on the, on the show, all you can do is reach out. Yeah. And you said that about me, I'm going to reach out. Like you were willing to take the risk and, and it worked out well, but. Not going to get streak. That's the key. I think that people need to know that like not everybody's going to respond the same way. Yeah. And, and that's okay. You have to do what's right for you. What's right for your heart, what helps you sleep at night. And even if it's just like, Hey, I'm just reaching out to say, I'm sorry whatever happened, I take responsibility. And I just want you to know that I hope you forgive me and I forgive you for anything. And maybe that means they reach back out. Maybe it means they're like, I still hate this guy. You, you can't, you can't change other people's feelings. And they are responsible for their own feelings. That's the other hard part to it. Right. So that's the, it's the double-edged sword to all of it. But yeah, it's been a, I know for me, like every, it come for me, it almost comes in waves that like, I feel like when I I've come to some new revelations about myself, the next wave of people that are necessary in my life, whether it's to have a reconciliation and just put the past behind or to rebuild or to build a new relationship, whether it's with them or with other people, kind of like the, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, that kind of thing. Um, and it seems like I'm in another phase of that in my life right now. It seems like you're going through similar stuff too. Are you, how many of you, are you re- reconnecting with a lot of people? And for me, it feels like it's happening almost every day for the past two weeks. 
No, I, I don't, I don't think I've really had any other than you. I'm the chosen one. Well, or, or maybe I'm just not uh, spoiled <laughs> as, as many relationships. I would say I have more in that vein of what we spoke about earlier. They've kind of just dissolved, but they weren't bad. All of my, all of mine would be ex-girlfriends. <laughs> and, well, most recently have were not like bad situations. That these were mostly like like reconnected kind of thing. Yours. Recent, yeah. I'd say yeah. 95% are all just like, hey, we have not touched base in a while. And yeah, I can think of a buddy from Florida that we just, were, when I moved, we were like talking regularly and then all of a sudden life got the, the opposite happened with the pandemic where like we talked less for some reason, even though we were only speaking on the phone. And, you know, I'll just reach out that, and, and it'll be fine. I had that happen to an, another friend from Florida and man, like, the reaction you get sometimes is so awesome. Like, wow, Jay, like I haven't heard from you. Like, this is so like, it's nice when you feel like people are taking the time. Like if I, if I call you or zoom you, it means like I'm, I'm here. Like, let's talk for a few minutes, you yeah. know? And I think, yeah, I think oftentimes on the show, we've kind of looked at this as only people that, you've had a falling out with where I would say, Hey, reach out to somebody that you just haven't heard from in a while. Yeah. I think also sometimes there's some strange categorization. People like cluster people into groups that might've been, they might've left your life or no longer been part of your life during the time where there was maybe a, a other, another fallout or another like negative situation that was happening, especially, you know, I go through a lot, have gone through a lot of like, personal changes in the past seven years because there's somebody much like you who craves growth and improvement and all that other stuff like that happens right you're gonna kind of like here's the end of this season moving on to the next some people that don't make it through that season you don't know if you associate them as like they were part of everybody who is not good from that that time and i don't mean like a not good and like they're all people sort of bad but it's like Oh, like we separated during that time. Is it because of the same reasons? I don't know. Right. So sometimes maybe there's a little awkward tension within that. That's, that's one thing. That's something I've been sorting out as well. Where it's like, not everything was not, not everybody was like pissed off at me. Not everybody was, it was just like distance happened at the same time. And it happened to be similar times. That's a great point. Cause I'll give you an example. Like when you and I stopped talking for the most part, Ian and I stopped talking. Right. And I had no ill will towards Ian, but sometimes they just kind of get lumped into categories. Right. Right. Or even the gyms, right? The gym, like when I sold Albany CrossFit, I would say the majority of the people I just stopped talking to, and it was more who were the four to five people that I stayed talking to. And, and I think sometimes it may be because it can remind you of something negative, right? Um, you know, you have an ex and you don't talk to one of her friends, partly out of respect, partly out of, I don't want to be reminded of her, et cetera. What are you smirking at? It's like you, it's like who wins the divorce kind of thing, right? Like which friends do, who wins what friends, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think to some extent, but, uh, and others, it's just, I don't, I had no reason 
to not talk to Ian. And I think part of it is just respect. Okay, that's Caleb's buddy. That's Caleb's partner. I don't want to interfere because you would have felt weird. Probably. Probably. Especially, right. especially early on. Right. No different than an ex would be like, why are you talking to my friend? Well, you introduced me to them when we were like, now I can't, like, we've all been through that. Right. Right. It's like, why can't I still be friends with that person? It's, it's understandable. I mean, granted again, the higher level of maturity is like, yeah, go be friends with them. It's cool, man. Like do your thing. Like it's, you're both individual humans. You don't need to draw battle lines of my, I'm, I know I'm certainly at that place in my life where it's like, cool. Like you can go be friends wherever. I told the same what about Lexi the other day. She's like, you know, there's some places that don't want me to, to go there, their spot. And I was like, you could still go there. I don't care. Like do your thing. Like, does it make you be, make you happy? You know, she's, she gets, she gets a little like hyper loyal with some of well, those. That's good. She cares. She loves you. She, she doesn't. A, obviously I understand and I appreciate her consideration, but it's like, I have, I personally have no ill will. There is no like animosity. Like that's it's, so unusual that even your wife can't comprehend that. Right. Well, I've also spent a long time looking at my own bullshit. So like, that's me carving out my own stuff and being like, yeah, you know, it just is what it is, you know? So let me ask you this as we wrap up. Um, do you have any people that, the relationship is strained, the relationship ended, but you don't want to reach out to? Like I genuinely don't or like I will- I'll give you an example without naming names. I have an ex and in fairness, I'd love to be like, hey, look, I'm sorry, the relationship didn't work, etc. But I also know this ex would not re- receive that well and still believes I was the asshole. Like I'm going to say like, was I an asshole? Yes. Were there two people in this relationship? Yes. So point being reaching out causes more problems than solutions. Yes. There is one person also happens to be an ex. Eh, maybe two. One person that I think of like, well, part of it's like, there's this selfishness of like, why do I need to get my why do I need, is it like, do I need closure? What if they already have closure? Like, why, what is it to me to bring problems to their door, their doorstep? Cause it's a me thing. And I was like, wow, I'm, if I was already poor communicator once, like, should I give them the respect of like, let them be like, let them be in their life. That That's one thing that I kind of, that's one thing that messes with me a little bit. Part of me is like, is that you protecting your own ego? Cause you don't want to get rejected because you're trying to reach out. Or is this like, no, is this your ego saying I need to be the one who was, who like reached out and reconnected and apologized? Like, and is it me who is it your ego that needs the closure? So that one, I, that one I struggle with a little bit, a little bit. And then more often than not, it's like, okay, no, we're like both lives seem to be fine from what I've gathered from a distance. So let me ask you a follow up on that. Is it acceptable then at that point to just write a note or, or, you know, most likely it would be a text or social media and say, look, you don't need to respond. I just want to tell you, I'm sorry for any pain I caused when we were in this relationship. I mean, I, if who's that serving, I don't know. I don't know. I, I it's to it, be continued. That's a, <laughs> I like a mic drop kind of thing. I don't know. I don't have a good answer. 
What is acceptable? I don't because know. that's removing the expectation and the entitlement from it and just doing it for you, which isn't necessarily like, and you can even say that, Hey, this is for me. I'm removing any animosity, any BS that's looming in my life. And I just wanted you to know, I'm sorry. And it's removing the ego too, because you're not saying now you apologize to me. You're saying, I'm sorry. Right. I mean, there's nobody I'm reaching out to or talking to that I'm actually expecting any apology for from I zero none like that's not and that's great. That's a great. That means you're doing it for the right reasons, in my opinion. Right. So that text is more or less or the message you're speaking of is kind of like the preface of everything. For, and I think if you really want to have true forgiveness, that's probably the way you should go about it. That's just me. Because um, I feel like the other way is really like there's something that you haven't really worked through yet. If you're really going to go out there and be like, I just want to forgive for the sake of forgiving or like, I want to pardon. I want to apologize for the sake of apologizing because that's the right thing for that person. Um, so I would agree. I'm going to have to chew on that one a little bit. Well, let's talk about it. Let's decide if we're going to do that. Oh, that's brave. That's brave. This fuck it. This show is all about being brave, right? About being that's honest, right. About being true. Vulnerable. I know you got a role. You got it. What night with the, the with your lovely lady? I got that, and concerned that trick or treaters are going to start coming to the door any second. You got some candy. I don't have candy. That's what I'm concerned about. We don't either. We don't either. It was like, we got to stop and get some, like, uh, it's COVID. It's kind of a weird time to do that, but. Yeah. I mean, I don't like, like I'm all for kids trick-or-treating and I'm sure one day I'll be, you know, doing it myself, but the dogs go crazy. That's really what it is. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Ty will probably lose, lose his shit or, as well, but. It's like, it settles down and then the next one comes. I can understand that. Any final thoughts that you want to share with our listeners today? No, I think with anything we discuss, it's really just a matter of being true to yourself, being vulnerable. Like these are tough things. And I think the reason you and I have improved during this, I I really feel like since the quarantine started, we've made some massive improvement. I know I have in myself. I feel it. I see it. I, I hear it from other people. And it's that willingness to be vulnerable. It's the willingness to have tough conversations. It's, communicate and it's also all the mistakes we've made over the years and learning from them yeah i'll piggyback off that there's a lot of people that are like stressed out of their minds right now for whatever reason whether it's election covid all the things changes in their life being too close to everybody you know um in uh some pain science stuff when i was at a rock tape seminar one of the big things they kept talking about is pain is a pain is just a signal for change. And I think that if anybody who's feeling all those things right now, much like you're talking about one of two things, you've waited this long and you're just like sticking your head in the sand. It's like, how about you look at the opportunities around? Cause it'd be, it'd be to me, it'd be like, here's a great time to like, there's a lot of people that are making the most of this, whether you like the situation or not, it's a, it's a perspective. It's a, it's a frame of mind shift. And if you can do that, you're going to, you're going to take something out of this time. Um, and you know, that's, it, there's so much to be learned during this pressure cooker of a time. If you are willing to go inward and there's never, ever, ever, ever going to be a time like this, like across the board, like probably we, we, we can only hope. <laughs>
we can only hope, but like chances are across the board in our lifetime for something like this across the world, like this is a pretty unique situation in history altogether. So it's worth, yeah, let's hope the world is around for our next episode. I think it will be. Yeah. I mean, I'm almost certain it will be, but there can be some, some craziness going on between now and next uh, Sunday. Election season always gets weird, man, but it is what it is. It is what it is. But uh, yeah, my, my final thoughts, just again, piggybacking off your side, like if you're feeling any of those things, it's not a bad thing. It's just a sign to say, take a look at it and take a longer look at it. If you're like, it's not going to just readily appear in front of your face. You have to sit in the discomfort a little bit more than, uh, than you're used to doing. And it's going to itch. It's going to, it's going to be difficult. You know, I know, you know, shout out to you, Jay, for taking on your transcendental meditation thing right now. Uh, hopefully you're going to get a lot out of it because I know what I, what happened for me when I had to start my meditation practice, it was just some very eye-opening things, just sitting there in the discomfort and not being able to move and being able to absorb that. So um, anybody who wants to look at it, you know, kind of from a existential level, it's kind of what's happening. You have a, you have a chance to meditate on your things in one way, shape or form, um, whether you like it or not. So uh, those are all our things for this week. Again, we keep saying it, reach out to somebody, whether you had a bad time with them or with you, whether you just fell out of touch, they probably would appreciate it. And uh, we'd love to hear about it. If anybody needs a little more help and a little more love, anybody wants to talk to us, I'll just reach out. We're always on, we're always looking to make new friends. Well, connect, right? We already talked about the layers of friendship. So (laughs) maybe you'll climb to the top, who knows? Um, That's all I got for today. Anything else, bro? That's it. Cool, man. Well. Everybody, hopefully you're all safe out there. By the time anybody's listening to this, Halloween has happened. Hopefully you stayed healthy and safe through all the trick-or-treating if you have your kids. And uh, aside from that, till next week, much love.